Welcome. This is Mahogany Mammology. I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And this is an online dialogue and podcast pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. Welcome. So we would like to introduce the marvelous mammologist of the week. We want to introduce Nikita Lindsay Powders. This Dallas-born and bred mother of two is the Facebook site administrator for Black Metro Moms of Dallas, an online and live community geared to moms to support each other, get advice, give advice, share information, and inspire each other. This is a direct quote from the Facebook site. She's also she also runs the Dallas South Women's Association, a nonprofit dedicated to the empowerment and enrichment of women. Mm. Her dedication and commitment to uplift women of the South Dallas area is what makes her the marvelous mammologist of the week. Congrats, sis. Congrats, Nikita. That is awesome. Yeah. So what are we talking about this week? Today we are talking about free-range parenting. Is it for us? Why or why not? You know, it's interesting. You asked me this question. I I, I don't know if it was like after we had met or at, I don't know. At Did some I? point, yeah, you asked me like, do, what type of parent style do I have? Am I a free-range parent? And you ended it with that like question. And I kind of gave you this look. Of what in the world are you asking me? <laughs> because all I heard was free-range parenting, and I really thought, like, all I could think about was free-range chickens. I didn't understand what you meant. You know what? So, a lot of people associate it like that, too. So. Yeah. I was like, what? It's the same, like, a it's chicken, almost- like, that's running around? Like, I didn't—I I, just—and I'll tell you my story why later, but for those people who do not know what free-range parenting is— It is the parenting concept of raising children in the spirit of encouraging them to function independently and with limited parental supervision in accordance of their age and development and with a reasonable acceptance of realistic personal risks. Seen as the opposite of quote-unquote helicopter parenting, the idea was popularized by pediatrician pediatrician Benjamin Spock. Oh, I, you know what? what? I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion about okay. Spock offline. Um, a notable text of the movement is in Lenore's, and I'm going to mispronounce this, Skenanzis book, book of Free Range Kids. And we'll have this on our show notes. Um, free Range Kids Giving Our Children the Freedom we had without going nuts with worry. And that was written in about 2009 for those of you who are writing notes out there. So, Tosh, um, tell me, what was your like parenting like or how were your parents with you? What style did they do? So, I am a child of the late 70s, 80s, 90s. Okay. So, for the most part, my my parents were they were free range, and a lot of parents of that era were. I right? mean, let's let's be clear about yeah. that. You know, uh, for the most part, like my brother and I, we'd walk home from school uh, in Brooklyn, and sometimes we'd walk in groups. Sometimes we'd walk by ourselves. If he had detention, I would have to walk home by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I viewed that more like a like a reward, like a privilege. Right? I'm an adult. Like I'm. I'm sophisticated. See, I, yeah, we had the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I looked forward to it. It was a sign of maturity. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so my brother and I were three years apart. Okay. So some of my friends uh, took the bus home, right? Okay. 
Okay. Again, again, in groups. But as as you take the bus, you get off your respective stops. So we spurt, you know, they spurs off until mm-hmm. you get home. But even so, when you get off the bus, you you are either walking a few feet to your home or you may end up walking another block or so to your home. So there's still that element of walking by yourself. Now, was it a school bus or was it like no, a public? city bus. Okay. okay. City bus, right? And so... If you think about New York City or even Brooklyn, it's it's bustling. It's mm-hmm. it's what you see downtown Dallas, things like that. You know, um, <clears throat> so we were all on our own. Like I said, my brother and I were about three years apart. So at that time, I was probably no more than you know ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, you know, navigating, you know, the, bu- the bus route. Yeah. And I will say this: I'm like. New York City bus and train is not a single line. It's probably one of the hardest. It is. It is to be said. It's probably one of the hardest um, transportation systems to navigate. They said. I, I believe it. Yeah. I remember going to Westchester and asking for help at the train. Yeah, I was going to say they're full fledged adults that don't even know how to navigate. I, yeah, <laughs> I had know? to ask for help. So. Yeah, so can you imagine just yeah, a 10 11 looking at you going, "What?" like for real, like so who taught you how like did did you guys just figure it out on your own? But I think it's or also something that was just ingrained you? in us. Okay. I took you know, the train and the bus with my parents or my sister or my brother. So we just kind of learned. It's just something that that it was picked up. It was Ooh. I can't even think about me thinking of like, yes, at a at a point, at some point, yes, I looked at the subway map, you know, growing up. But after a while, you, you do it so many times, you you know where you're going. And after yeah, so many repetition. repetitions, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you I guess the real learning experience is if the bus uh, takes another route or the the train um, ends, delayed. is delayed or the train has to stop and you got to get off and take the bus to to the next train. I mean, oh, things wow. like that happen. Okay. But in those instances, the bus will go on the train stop. So the bus will take the train uh, route the, the, stop. Oh, okay. So there's always some, there's like more than one type of, there, there's connectors. Basically. There's con- Exactly. Okay. And, awesome. and then for the most part, you're, you're, you're following the crowd. Chances are the crowd is going where you are. So uh, to me, you know, there's no element of getting lost or okay. anything like that. So yes, growing up, I was very, very free range. Very free range. Even just like after school, you guys kind of did your thing and mom was like, because I kind of grew up where it was like, you come home when the lights, like when the, the street light came on, basically. During school. Make sure you were Yeah, in I was going to say, well, during school, yeah. I mean, I was expected to be home by, uh, my mother knew that it, it, if I was walking, i.e. if I was walking with a group and playing around, she knew it probably was going to take me 25 minutes, right? School let out at like 2.45. I should mm-hmm. be home by like 3.30, you know, okay. three forty-five. If it's four o'clock or four one or four o five, she's mm-hmm. like, Yo, "What's up? What's 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 up?" You yeah. know, she's she's following the route. Exactly. To My find where thing. I am, you know, yeah. where I am along the route, and in which case she has and has embarrassed me along the route to uh-huh. say, you know, what's taking you so long? Yeah, where were you at? I was hanging out. 
And yeah. then you lost that privilege for that. No, so, no, no, I didn't lose it. I didn't lose the privilege. Don't oh. do it again. You know. Oh, um, see, it was a privilege for us to walk. To there was no because the the other part of it is that my mom had to work, so it's okay. not you know. There's no privilege to be lost. She's got to go to work the next day. So please adhere to what I'm trying to tell you. Please come home when I tell you to come home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. for me it was it was an award type situation, mm-hmm. like elementary school. Um, pretty much we were dropped off unless we were like in groups because the way our our home was we kind of backed into the elementary school mm-hmm. so you know you can come down different ways to get home but majority of time it, for you to like you said the 20 minutes yeah we were timed yeah so if you weren't home by a certain time yeah she was looking out the window um I, I could, you know, just go ahead and play in the neighborhood. Kind of how our house was, she could lift up the garage door, be in the kitchen, and see from the front yard to the backyard. And I didn't really feel like it was helicoptering so much, but yet I could go all the way down the street and up around the corner. I yeah. knew not to cross certain major intersections of a street. And if I did need to go that far, I better have had her permission now, granted, we didn't have cell phones, so I had to walk up to her and say, hey, sure. can, I'm going to go over to so-and-so's house. But it had to be in groups. Absolutely. I didn't necessarily need her to go with us. Same. So like, I, I felt like I had more of a free range with a little bit of helicoptering, but majority of the time it was free range. So in New York, there are city blocks, right? Okay. Depending on what area you live, the city blocks were really short or they're really long, right? Gotcha. So I was able to play on the block. Okay. The thing about it is that I could not go, I could go to the corner of the block, yes, but don't make it a habit on either corner, north, you know, north or south, east or west. Don't make it a habit. I wanted, I wanted to be, I needed to be able to see you or I need to walk out of the driveway, turn my head left or right. Mm -hmm. If I call your name, you be a, you be an air shot. Exactly. To hear. So you could, you know, and then the other thing is I couldn't cross the street, you know, but that was a whole nother thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> until I, I got it, I, I couldn't cross the street um, unless I was playing double dutch or it was some weird caveat to it or something unless like that unless you were playing double dutch you yeah. couldn't cross the street because it's it's hard to play double dutch on the sidewalk the street is oh, great oh I see what you're saying so you would you know people people who live I in, in the, the city I live in the so I'm like, like people who live in the, the street, city understand, understand. Okay. Double okay. Dutch in the street is is better, you know. Oh, you this more. I understand. This I understand. Like, I, I mm-hmm. grew up where the street was where you played football. Exactly. Like, it was basketball. One side, of the, yeah, exactly. one side of the neighborhood was against the other side of the neighborhood. But, I, yeah. So, Let's yeah, see. yeah. So, we we go with that. That works. That yeah, works. We're but, very you know, fringe. But, I, you know, it's interesting because it's now changed. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said to you before, I didn't know that's what it was called. I just always thought you just were home when the lights, you know, came on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, I saw this one article where a mom was talking about due to the lack, it's something you just mentioned, due to the lack of good child care, my daughter, and I'm taking this from a quote, my daughter would sometimes ride her bike home from school and wait until, she would wait until the mom got home. Um, she would call when she got home. She locked all the doors and her daughter loved it. Mm-hmm. From time to time, her daughter or the mom would actually be home during the day, during downtime. So, yeah, she would ride bikes with her around the neighborhood. But she even, the essence of it is she had to do, she had to do what she had to do. Um, 
But the big part of it that I caught from that was it's a lack of childcare. So it it just kind of, I guess I never thought of it that way. Like some people were using it in that manner. Well, you yeah. Know? But, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, nowadays that's where we are with it, you know. And I think a little bit in that quote, the a little bit of comfort in that is that the daughter would check in. Very true. Locking the door. She would call her mom when she got home. Yeah, right. All of those. Great and I think things. there was also that essence of trust there, right? Because the mm-hmm. daughter could be at her homegirl's house. You know, back in the day. Now we're not talking. <laughs> we before caller ID, before all of that. You know, she could have. She could have easily have called mom from Susie Q's house. And exactly. Like, I'm home. No, you know, and some people probably did. Probably but did, know. but, you know, it is establishing that lack of trust. But I think with free-range mm-hmm. parenting also, you have to also understand the maturity of the child. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can't be—I don't recommend it for someone who hasn't doesn't understand how and when to use 911, right. how to understand how to maybe administer CPR, or, right. or in some way, like, okay, if something were to happen, what do I need to do? I was thinking about it from the emergency aspect, too. In, those same, in that same vein, though, that can be an argument for helicoptering, because my child doesn't know to do 911, doesn't know CPR, they don't know these things. It could be it could be an argument for helicoptering, but I think that also goes in that goes back to the responsibility of the parent to yes. be teaching their child about nine one one and what to do if you smell smoke and you know don't answer the door if someone comes a knocking. You know those kinds of things. Yeah, and I think there's more technology now than there were clearly when we were kids. Right. So it's this sense of the pro could definitely be hey. You have a cell phone, you know, especially if you're on a family, not necessarily family plan, but with the iPhone, for example. I don't know about Troy because I'm team phone, iPhone, but you can track right. where the kid's phone is and, and things like that. So that way it kind of helps but a there little are, bit. Yeah, but, I mean, but there are apps for there are apps for everything. everything. So it doesn't matter if it's Droid or iPhone. There are apps to track your child. Yeah. You know. Parents, there are apps to track your child. Yeah, and they don't Whether, have to turn it off. You be you be smart. And about they don't that. exactly. They don't need to know. <laughs> they sure don't. But um, I mean, I, I, you know, in terms of like the pros, you know, we talked about, you know, the maturity of the child and um, having them go and do things. It's also too starting off with, and we'll get into like recommendations, but. Um, Showing them how to do chores. I think when you're talking about the maturity level, you have to start with the basics first. Mm-hmm. Like if your kid is not able to take the dishes out or taking the trash, just the little small things, showing them that the responsibility factor, it's kind of hard for me to feel like I can check off the list of I'm going to let you outside real quick and just rip and run down the street. So like, my question is that at what age? at what age would you start allowing free-range parent, free-range children to roam? Now, are there degrees to it? Because, like, you went all the way from, what age did you say? You said, like, 10? I was. I started, for the most part, I was, like, 11, 11, 11 12. 10. So you're probably, like, what? That was, like, 6th grade Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 5th, 6th grade-ish, yeah. Now, I, I guess I have to look at it from a standpoint of when I was a kid, 
it was probably like a 25, 30 minute walk to the high school. So to me, that's still free range. Cause mm-hmm. my, that's a long time. That's a long time. For, yeah. That's it's a it's it's a lot of blocks. I don't know how many it may feel a lot, you know, shorter now that I'm older. Um, but for me, at that age of being in sixth grade, the route I took to get home from school was much shorter than what you took. Cause you even said you had to do like 30 minutes. So I think a parent should probably look at, you know, does it make sense or what are they, what are they gonna be doing in that free range? span I guess is what I'm getting at so it's not necessarily okay well just let them have the run of the mill of the house or um, is it just really to go to and from school do you start them off that way in terms of free range parenting and then on the weekends you guys are just all doing stuff together or is it you know what I've got to go work out in the morning like at 5 a.m but you're still in bed and they're unattended. But how old? How old? I mean, again, this all goes back to maturity. See, I don't know. You know, like in your case, like what you're mentioning, like if you're going to go work out at 5 a.m., for me personally, yeah, I have a four-year-old. I'm not, I, and I know he sleeps through the night. I'm yeah. still not going to go you know, work out. Because I know, like, my child, if I let him be, you know, mm-hmm. he'll he'll sleep until, like, 8, 9 o'clock, you know, in the morning. If I go and work out at 5, knowing good and well, like, I can get a good workout in, right? Between yeah. the hours of 5 and 8, hypothetically. I, I just still feel a, a certain level of un, of uneasiness to just leave him. If it was, you know, just him. Now, I've got two kids, but... No, no, I'm just... You know, if you are a single parent or, you know, maybe yeah. both parents are working at that time. No, I'm with you. You're asking me what age. Like I said, it. I don't feel like I can quantify a number to it because it goes back to maturity mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And then it also depends upon how much of a leash are you letting go because I feel like the older they get and the maturity that are there, them being mature enough, you give a little bit you lessen on the leash. <laughs> oh, I agree on lessening that's, the leash. That's that's where I'm feeling like it's not a. And I it's think not a black and white answer for me. I think about, for example, I'll use my sister, okay. who is a single mom, and what she used to do is um, when my when my niece and nephew were growing up, her quote unquote free range to let them go is like she would let them take the route, right? Mm -hmm. She would go, they would go ahead of her, right? Quote, unquote, they're walking, you know, they're doing their thing. Mm -hmm. But she would be behind either driving or walking, following them without their knowledge. Just to see, like, what exactly they would be doing. You know, are they off the route? Are they, what are they doing? You know, for example, if they're going to walk to school. But that's educating your child. That's, that's kind of like a test. It is a test. It is a test of free ranging though. It is a test of free ranging and that's fine. Yeah. There's something wrong with that. Yeah. I think, I think for, in order for you to like say, check, this is great. It's a great idea. I think you're going to have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to do that. But I think just to just say, oh, okay, you know what, Johnny, you know, Sybil, go ahead and I'll catch you on the flip side. Dinner's at seven. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not okay with that. Like, not out the gate at six years old. At um, in the sixth grade, if I don't know what route, I don't. What if I don't? I mean, if you don't understand what else is around along that route, uh, as a parent, mm, I'm kind of. But then kinda that concerned. goes. That goes. That goes back to 
you basically knowing your community, knowing your neighborhood. I agree. You'd be surprised. Some people don't know, realize that because they're always taking the same route they, in oh, and out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus the Christ. The routine is I know, their routine is crazy. I don't like to use that word. Yeah. But the routine, they're so, it is rigid. so mundane. It's so rigid. God forbid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see it on the on the highway. God mm-hmm. forbid that, you know, something happened on the highway. There are people that will literally sit on that highway until the traffic clears before they even decide to take a detour and mm-hmm. go somewhere else. So the rigidity, the rigidity of it. Yes, I totally get. It. I I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, some people have even, you know, talked about well, letting their child pay for things, like while they're in a restaurant. Do you consider like they'll be in the restaurant and or I say restaurant, I'll just use as a blanketed statement or word, um, but the child will go up and pay, but you're still in the restaurant. Do you consider that free-range parenting? Yeah. Uh, do I consider that free-range parenting? No. Okay. Would I let my child do it? Absolutely. Because I think about that's something, again, it showed maturity. It showed that I was, it was the steps leading to be a grown-up. A grown-up mm-hmm. st- stands in line and and waits to pay for food and then get the food. Just that whole mm-hmm. pro- that whole learning process. It's the process a part of, the, of, of doing something. Of doing something. So I really want people to understand that there's a difference <laughs> yeah. between, I'll call it chores or learning experiences uh-huh. versus free-range parenting. And to me, in the restaurant situation, it's not free-range because I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. It's not, and it's not helicoptering. Yeah, I but can you're just see there. you. Yeah. I can see you with an eye shot mm-hmm. of what you're doing. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're at home and you tell the kid, "Hey, here's ten bucks. You go down to CVS yeah. or Walgreens and get this, that, and the other." That's that, free range. Yes, parenting. yes, and bring back my change. I know you did. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. All seven dollars. Um, <laughs> And, you know, you you make a very good point in terms of how we are as a reality mm-hmm. is the village. We can have free-range parenting, but I think sometimes people maybe go into the helicoptering because they maybe don't have that in-person village. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it's kind of complex. Okay. I mean, I can, I understand it is very challenging to create a very trustworthy um, circle mm-hmm. of people to do that. Um, and I'm, and I look at it more from a more immediate environment, not so much like I've got a girlfriend who lives in another part of the city or a girlfriend that lives in mm-hmm. one part of the city. I'm looking at it from a, you know, like an immediate, Three mile radius. You know how how much can I trust the folks that live in my community? We don't know our neighbors. We don't know mm-hmm. our neighbors. And I'll be real. Uh, in 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 the time of Trump, it's it's. <laughs> do we want to know our neighbors, especially if we live in mixed communities, m- mixed ethnic, mixed race communities, because we don't really know where our neighbors stand mm. with that or how they, you know, feel. We live in very, um, what's the term they use? I don't even remember. Oh, like silos? Not silos, oh, goodness. With the or, uh, wild, walls up. Um, 
partitions. Door, uh, neighborhood door. I don't know. I forget. I forget the term. But it, it refers to... Blinders. It refers to, like, when they're building new subdivisions or something like that. We're, we're just, we're just uh, door communities. Neighborhood, mm. Bedroom communities. Thank you. That's the term I'm looking for. Bedroom communities. Where we just... It's lovely. My na- my subdivision is lovely. Lovely to pull into the garage and close the garage. Man, we gotta get out of that and leave. Yeah, absolutely. I I'm from when I grew up. I grew up in the city. I grew up mm-hmm. in a neighbor that was an older neighborhood where it is now. Uh, like all cities are going through gentrification, but the the neighbors have been there for 30-plus years, right? Yeah. Okay. So they, they, know, they we know they each know. other. Yeah. They, they know each other. And when, I, and when I go home— Generations. And yep. when I go home next week, they're going to be like, hey, I haven't seen you literally. Yeah. How you doing? Oh, my God, you've got two or kids. They, re- they reference you by your you know, grandmama's name or something? No, no, they know my name. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I, they know my name, and they know things about me that I didn't even tell them because, you know, it's the neighborhood. And fa- and, and families it, talk to each other, and that's how we grew up too in our you know suburb suburban world. And we had a diverse neighborhood, but every like people would watch you, not necessarily being helicoptering, yes, but they would watch you play or do yes. whatever. So if something did go down, they were calling you know my mama, yes, <laughs> before I got home, was, and yes. you would get that whooping if you were doing something you weren't supposed yeah. to do. I didn't consider it helicoptering, but at least the streets knew you. No, it's looking out for each other. Yeah. There's nothing helicoptering about looking out for your neighbor's child yeah. in a very non-threatening um, way. We have changed in such a time where we don't want other people looking over. We don't want other people disciplining our kids. You know, you don't know me. You don't know my child. You don't, you know, they they mm-hmm. equally ready to fight you. <laughs> The, the adult for just adult, saying, hey, you, hey, know, you know, watch your child, you yeah. know. So that's yeah. that's unfortunate. That is a very unfortunate situation. But going back, yeah, we do live in bedroom communities where we don't know our neighbors. And that is very, very sad because I look at it personally. I live in a small subdivision with mm-hmm. a lot of kids that you would never know that there are a lot of kids there. I didn't realize you had a lot of kids there. Yes. I, 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 yeah. I, maybe your immediate street, but I didn't think the whole subdivision had a lot of kids. We've got a lot of kids. There are two things where the kids, where the bus picks up the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a good number of kids that are there. Do, is it because, like, the kids just have a lot of activities? We don't, you don't see Who, them? I don't know. Oh. I have no idea, but nobody goes outside to play anymore. No one just and, and that That's goes back to the thing. No one, no one just goes. No one just goes because we we live we live in our backyards, right? Everything is everything that you need to have fun is in your backyard. Where I grew up, where I didn't have a backyard. My backyard was a concrete concrete slab, so my fun was in the front. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, we had a backyard, we had a front yard, and then we had the street. And even even in the whole scheme of things, I could still go to a neighbor's other backyard without, not necessarily without permission, as long as I just said, hey, this is where I'm going. Right. So, again, as long as I didn't leave the block. Right. I could go to anybody else's yard. So, 
I hear what you're saying in terms of, oh, well, we all have backyards, but we just didn't play in the backyard. We play in the front yard. Yes. But we play with each other's neighbors. Yes. Like, it was the the unofficial block party every yes. Saturday or Sunday. And because I lived in a diverse neighborhood, it was, hey, this they, they some people were doing, like, the churros and the carne asada french fries. And my dad was barbecuing. And somebody had lumpia. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a thing. We you know? and we straight away. Now I do understand there Sorry. are neighborhoods yeah. that are like that now and I, I commend you all. Love it. But there are many more that are not like that where like I said all the fun that you need to have is in your backyard or I'm shuttling you to all the fun you need to be doing i.e. soccer, i.e. gymnastics, i.e. insert mm-hmm. respective athletic sport or extracurricular activity. So there is no time for you to be outside. And free range. And free ranging because I'm giving you, I'm I'm providing all of this. And to me, I feel like the free ranging is is a is a learning experience of it in of itself. You learn about life, you learn the you you learn hard knock life, you learn how to defend yourself, you learn, mm-hmm. you know. True. No, very true. Because there's, you know, there could be bullies on the block. There can be bullies on the block. You know what I'm no, saying? You got bullies learn. at the playground. And how do you handle that as a kid? Exactly. So, or how do you, you defend run your home? brother and sister? Do you yeah. run home? You got to defend your sister. Or you got to you gotta defend the block. You know, no. Yeah. Don't, not to you, say, you know, where I came from, you were defending uh-oh. blocks or anything. You know no, I hope not. You know, but <laughs> fights, no fights, you know. Yeah. But that's all just, it allows for kids to have future stories. Exactly. So, I mean, I think, I think there's, I think there's definitely some great pros to free range parenting. Again, like I said, I think it's just a matter of maturity, what you're going to pre-teach your child, and then the quizzes being, hey, let me go follow them. Let me give them a few tests along the way to see, you know, how much, um, responsibility they can really handle that's you as a parent right yeah. that's, yeah, that's what's parent. in your mind yeah and what you're trying to instill on in your child yes the outside world may not think it think of it as such the outside world may see that as you you being neglect neglectful to your child i agree and i agree in fact um i forget which article and i'll find it here in a minute but there was a lady who um had to work and she, there was, I guess, like a park near in front of or right in that area of her job. And so the the child, I can't remember if it was boy or girl, the child was playing, and I think they called CPS, a formation of CPS, on the mom. Now, I think mom stayed in jail for like a day, and then they transported the child to like a foster care or what have you, but they were separated for checked it seventeen days. Jeez, that is a problem. Is that in like, of its, that's a complex problem in of itself, right? But this is the this is the con of free range parenting, and, there, the, and the con of it is she was doing it because just like we talked about the another article what about the one lack of good child care, but two she just wanted her daughter to go have fun. While she could provide a good home. So, like you said, like, some people, the outside world doesn't see it that way. Do you remember the race of the family? Uh, I'm going to say it's African-American, but I'm going to double check my notes. I asked 
to lead to this. Okay. Sometimes, um, oh, how can I say, uh, parental differences, you know, we definitely, there are definite parental differences among the racial lines. So what you and I may see as normal, mm-hmm. parental parent parental behavior, um, may be otherwise. So if I was in that example that you that you cited with the young lady and the yeah. and the child in the park. Now if I noticed that she the the mom was like coming in and out just to check in the, in on the child. Yeah. You know, I'd been like, huh, okay. I I, I see what she I see what I she see, do. I, yeah. I see what she's doing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I see it. It's not me, it's not what I do, but I see. I see your sister and you doing what you need to do. In the situation that in you're the, in. In the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call CPS on you. The article does not state. Okay, that's fine. I'm double checking, but, uh, oh, I'm lying. Um, yeah, she was um, African-American. Okay. I see what you're doing, sister girl. Yeah. You know? And who's to say... In those cases, there are cases sometimes where if it was in a restaurant, you know, they would bring the child in. Maybe she couldn't bring the child into the the place of work because the boss didn't want children there, you know? Well, I I agree because that's hard. I think part of the part of the problem when you look at the quote unquote of free range parenting in this article, the parent is doing what they have to do mm-hmm. because there is a lack of resources. Yeah. So, and I know we're going to get into it, but I think that society is trying to or attempting to change that a little bit. And I say society. There are some businesses okay. that are trying to do 24-hour daycare, affordable Good. daycare. So that's what I mean by there is that. And then I know, I don't know if we're going to talk about the laws or not, but there are a few laws yeah, that I, are coming about. Yes, so. yes. I know for sure in Utah, they in yeah, in Utah in 2008, they introduced the free range parenting bill. Oh, nice. And that okay. protected free range parenting. I don't know if it got passed or not. It did get passed in cool. Utah. Oh, yeah. Well. New York is looking to introduce something like that. Arkansas legislator attempted, but it failed. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some states that are trying to introduce these bills. I think, um, like I said, New York, I, I, mm-hmm. I believe Texas is one of them that's trying to look at something like that. That's what I was talking about was I knew Texas was looking at it. Mm-hmm. So I say that because I know we have like people who listen from various states. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll post this up. There's actually a link that they kind of start summarizing what each state is doing or what your laws are because right. there are laws about what and they don't they don't label as free range parenting, but um, unattended child. Yes, what the laws are or what they what they've kind of been able to research. So I would definitely say know your state laws, state and local laws mm-hmm. on free range parenting. Like I said, some actually say you can walk home at the age of thirteen. Some don't. Um, so definitely educate yourselves. And, you know, if you're an education admin, <laughs> um, y'all may want to actually include this in your teacher's packets. How? What do you mean? How so? Because 
like introduce that this child like walks home by themselves or yes like- because if you notice there are sometimes where they do not allow you to let your child walk out the school grounds without you like without an adult signing you out so if you are going to be a free range parent you need to truly double check what the school allows and requires you to do to make sure your child comes in and out of the school grounds so you don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's, what that's what I'm getting at is that's if if you're in the education field, you may want to have that somehow in a paragraph or something remind the parents about what the laws are. If you are in a state that... Regardless, I think regardless, I think they should. Okay, just say hey, you know, this is part of state law that you know you can or cannot, and if you and if your state does allow you to free range parent in terms of hey, they're you're ten years old and they can walk out the door, then just make sure you have like some something in writing signed off that hey, I am a free range child or something like that on file. Cover your basis. Gotcha. That's, That's what I'm getting at. Gotcha. Yeah. But the other thing I want to, it's kind of, and we kind of touched upon this, yeah. where I was talking about bedroom communities and knowing your knowing your neighbors and things like that. It's just a matter of, like, when did this shift in, parent, in this parental fear start? Like, when did this occur? What happened? You I, know? I think we kind of, we, we, well, we kind of touched upon it, like, we don't know our neighbors. Mm-hmm. We stopped knowing our neighbors. We became fearful of, like, things going out there in the world. We believe that, oh, my gosh, my child's going to get hurt. Um, I mean, I feel like I didn't just wake up and it just happened. Like, I feel like this is a progression over time. You think? So, and, and I guess it also will go back to when did, when in it, more Google research, when did the idea of helicopter parenting come into play? Because I'm thinking about, you know, uh, uh, the argument would be, well, crime, you know, I'm, I'm scared. Yes. I'm scared for my child to like, be kidnapped. I'm scared for my child, you know, um, for who, whatever, you know, the world, the world is a scary place. That's, that's going to be the, the blanket statement, right? It's always a blanket statement. I think you've, I think you find that there's a lot of people who have moved into cities and areas where they just don't know what's out there. So it takes, a, it, it should take upon themselves, they should take it upon themselves to know what is out there. Right? Yes. And not be this so fearful of like, oh my gosh, like, oh my so kid. So step, and- step out. Of, of your boundaries. Of those boundaries. And no, you move there. You move. You, I mean, that's what I'm saying. How you going to move into someplace else and, 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 and want to stay in your four walls? Thank you. Could you say that to the people in the back of the room? <laughs> in the peanut gallery because they are not here. It's, it's not just even if you live in the city, but it amazes me how people live in the suburbs and still do that. They don't know their neighbor. And then they go, oh, well, my daughter. Oh, I know everybody. Look at me. Everybody know me. I know, because you tell me all the time, like, all your five neighbors and all. They know me. I know people on the back, on the back street, on the front street. They know me. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay, because actually, <laughs> I don't know my neighbors. Oh, see? But my husband does. He's very good yeah. at that. He's very good at that. I allow him. Everywhere we've ever lived. That's fine. You know what's funny? Everywhere we've ever lived, he's always been the one. For some reason, they gather to him. He has just that, you know, personality. He's, like, approachable. I'm the person who, like, is the eardropper. 
Like, I'll be hearing stories, and then I'll go and tell him, and then he'll go up to the people and go They won't approach me. They'll approach my husband, though. That's, like, that's my point. I like, like maybe, I'll, I'll know. Do I? I don't know. Maybe I look like I have a rough day every day, and I don't want to be bothered with you, which is fine. You know, that's fine. Don't least, talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to me over my forehead. Listen, I got two kids. I ain't got time. <laughs> so, so, But, yes, people should try to know their neighbors. I think that's where, where part of it, it came from. Mm-hmm. Um. Just like the trafficking, I think. I think with all the technology, it's like all this information is now more readily available. Surprisingly enough, the world is a safer place than it was in the eighties, and the nineties, and mm-hmm. the seventies when I grew up. So it really is. It really is. Violent crimes, violent crime rates across the U.S. have plummeted almost fifty percent since nineteen ninety two. Really. Yes, it has. Wow. Even you a pull, smaller you pull some good facts. Even smaller number of children are kidnapped and mur- murdered. Now, not to say that I mean that, that is a very heinous crime. Overall, it is a it is a small percentage it, overall crimes. Because we're like probably someone's going to say because there's so much helicopter parenting going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. I'm just saying. I mean, someone's going to say that to us. That's Lord. why it is. But, but yeah, no, I, I just, I just think people just need to kind of, like you said, jump out of their boundaries, mm-hmm. um, get to know their people, yeah, um, and allow your your children to kind of explore again, you know, um, the learning of nine one one, practicing different things like CPR and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just making sure your child is aware of who a stranger is and who isn't. Stranger danger. Yes. And what to do if there is a problem or how to handle that. Um, I actually saw, I, I didn't make know the article, but I saw this, like, video where the parent um, took a picture of their child. They were going to go somewhere, like, some type of event or whatever and the the mom was going to be in a totally separate area it wasn't going to be around the kid and she took a picture of her child um they found like a um a spot to meet up at if there was a problem um and then they even gave them like a luggage tag with emergency information Hmm. so arm your kid you know if if you can Uh, well not if you can you should arm your child with enough information so they can help themselves. Yeah, create yeah. like a story, uh, a story strip. Yes, that's so cute, so creative. They use it as a treatment approach for oh, uh, for um, children on the spectrum. Oh, so if they're in- being introduced to a new activity or task, yeah. So this is how you introduce it to them. You take pictures of different steps, scenarios. Yeah. And this, it just shows them, this is what you're going to see, this is what you're going to see, all the way down the line. We try to keep the story strip as short as possible because you don't want to overwhelm the child. No. But same rule applies. I like it. Mm -hmm. That's cool stuff. Um, That's really all I had with that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much it with with free-range parenting. Um, You know... Overall, it it just free range parenting just looks different uh, for the black parent. We what constitute what constitutes parental differences 
for us can be seen as neglect for another. It's just a matter of being open to different parenting styles. True. Like you said, as you mentioned, educate your child on things. Understand the type of child that you have. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you know that your child is a mature child, it is okay to experiment, you know. Let that leash go if you want. And, and you know, clearly, clearly you can tell I'm pro, I'm pro free range, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but of course, I'm, I'm, but in, in all seriousness, I'm not out here having my four year old, you know, get in the car and drive and put some well, gas yeah. in the car. It's, it's, and, it's all within what? Like reason. Re- absolutely. It's all within reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, we talk about taking out the garbage or, you know, just the li- start with the little steps. Yes. Um, again, you know, start with the chores. And then as that happens, you know, if you can have the kid bring the trash in, you know, that means they're not in your sight line. You know, start so that the little things that they're not exactly immediately in front of you that they can do. And then start introducing, you know, um, and I'm, I'm down with the free range parenting, but right now he can't, you know, he can't walk to school, you know, from where we live. Mm-hmm. Even if he were 10 years old right now, based upon his school, can't do that. Um, and taking the bus and all that's probably not going to work in this yeah, case. That is just, so you yeah, have to... That's architecturally not possible. possible. But I think for each parent, you just have to look at what's going to make sense and then take it from there. And then, you know, like you gave the great example about your sister. Like, hey, you know, they kind of, she kind of watched what they did and what routes they were taking. Mm-hmm. And you do that for a little bit. So yeah. it's okay to, quote unquote, spy on them, we you know, once or twice for the test. And then, you know, let it go. Exactly. They'll be okay. Yeah. So, you know. as black, I feel like as black parents, we absolutely can free range without... CPS being called on us. Absolutely. And so, and like I said, if you are going to go down that route, yeah. know your laws. Yes. And make sure you have all your documentation. Um, you know, let let people know or, you know, make sure a kid has a note on them that they are free-range child and not to be um, scared. Um, we will definitely have all of our lovely articles and resources on our um, on our show notes, and I will definitely include the link. There's actually like a website that includes like an example. If you are gonna do free range, they have like a little document you can print out and put in your kid's backpack or what have you, so that way, boom, everyone's happy as a camper. Um, and with that. You can definitely follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can rate us, download us, review us. We really appreciate it on iTunes and Google Play Music slash Google Podcasts now. So I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And this is Mahogany Momology. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.